All right, welcome into the BFR podcast presented by Sports Mockery. My name's Dave. You can follow me on Twitter at Dave underscore BFR. I cover the Bears for Sports Mockery. Several articles a week. I'm joined by my co-host, good friend, Vicky. You can follow him on all socials. It's Vicky Baby. Uh, he was at the Saints game, uh, regrettably so. However, it was kind of a fun <laughs> matchup. It was. Um, so we're going we're gonna to get to him first. Um, but again, uh, thank you for tuning in. BFR podcast presented by Sports Mockery. Um, the season is, it, it's going. Uh, but Vicky, man, you were there. <laughs> Slowly. <laughs> you were there. Ground zero once again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how was it, man? Yo, first off, again, I say this, I am definitely a curse. Like, I show up to games and we lose. You know what I mean? So I, I, got, I got a quick, this. yeah, yeah, I, I got to quit going to these games, bro. Um, but you know, I, I will say this. I got I got to give Saints fans credit. Like, I already knew they were, like, a passionate fan base and, like, exciting. Like, Superdome was rocking. From the outside, the Superdome is, like, weird. Like, you're, like, it, it just, like, how you get in, it's, like, all, like, ground level. And then it's, like, you go in and everything's, like, lower. Does that make sense? Like Yeah, you, no, I it, – Yeah, it's almost, like, half of it's underground. So, it's, like, a weird kind of entrance. But, like, when you get in there, bro, like, it is huge. And I promise you, Dave, for a 4-4 four and four team, they were stacked all the way to the top. And it gets loud as hell in there. Like – it was so loud in there and the fans were fun. So I just have to give praise to New Orleans uh, and, you know, and the fan base, because we love to see that, you know, because <laughs> it reminds me of bears fans. We, you know, we have a much smaller stadium, but you can see the passion and the excitement for the game. And it, that was cool. So that was great. So uh, other than that though, like I will say it was a competitive game. Like it wasn't, we were, Oddly in it, enough. you know what I mean? Yeah. Oddly enough. I mean, for, for having <laughs> five turnovers, you typically you're not in a game, right? Five turnovers, like that's a blowout. You five turnovers against Kansas City, right? We played them and we had like what one turnover maybe, and they still dropped forty on us, right? So imagine five turnovers. That game is over from the start. <laughs> yeah. So like, so I, you know, as a fan, I'm like, oh, you know what? At least it wasn't like a you know a crappy game. But again, it's still the same result. So it wasn't a crappy. Another game. loss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it, we're so used to the losses now that it like it really doesn't hurt. Like, fan uh, Saints fans were kind of like dogging me, you know what I mean? Because I was I was dogging with them too, but they're like, "Oh, okay. you guys lost," blah 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 blah. And I'm like, "Bro, we lose all the time." Like, even people were saying like, "Oh, good luck for the game." I'm like, "Yeah, we're gonna need it." Like, I didn't go into this game thinking <laughs> we were gonna win. You know what I mean? So, it's Tyson Bajan going against. At the end of the day, Derek Carr is a much better quarterback than Tyson Beijing and the which the most surprising part is the Saints defense is like a top five defense how we managed to score as many points on him that was shocking but like they have a really good defense so knowing they have the better quarterback knowing they have uh, the better offense and they have a really good defense like I was expecting a loss from the beginning so we played over expectations I think in my opinion so that made for a good game so overall I can't like you know it wasn't like a Green Bay game you know what I mean where you're yeah. like hopes that you're going to play well and you go in there and you just shit the bed, you know? So, right. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, watching it from the TV copy, I mean, the broadcast, it was, it was actually very entertaining. Um, Tyson Bajan was fun. That first half was interesting. He still had yeah, a bad pick, nice. you know, yeah. in the first half, but it's like, okay, there was so much good. It kind of, you know, kind of overshadowed everything that was transpiring yeah. there. So the Bears ultimately lose 24-17. I think they had, what, 10, time, 10 times to kind of tie it? At the yeah, bro, end. It, it seemed like there were so many so many times. Like, the, the fact that we had a double-doink game 
you know what I mean, yeah. from both teams. Like two doinks on field goals where it could literally, if you go back, either of those could have won the game. You know what I mean? I, uh, it, 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 crazy. I tweeted it. I said on the Bears' first doink, uh, I said that doink was so loud it sent my ass back to 2018. I don't know how loud. Well, you're in the Superdome, so you probably didn't. Did you hear the doink? No, because it was so loud, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like you, on the TV copy, don't. it was loud, man. It was. So you couldn't even like, tell, damn. Because because where I'm at, right? I'm like right in the end zone. So like uh-huh. you know, from that angle, there the 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 goalposts are vertical. Like you can't see both of them. You know what I mean? So you're mm-hmm. just every kick. You have literally no idea if it's good or not. And then it's like last second, you bang. So. It was shocking to like everyone, at least in my section, because you're just like, what are we looking at? You know, it's not like a, it's not like a TV copy where you see straight behind. So it was kind of shocking to see two of them. Like, come on, by two good kickers, two in the league. So, but yeah, it was interesting for sure. It was a fun game, which is which is weird, you know, especially with the Chargers and how that kind of all ended. Yeah. I did not expect this to be competitive, you know, just with the Saints defense. But I want to go through some stats here. 24-17, Saints win. They moved to five and four. The Bears are two and seven. They are, they have the second and third overall picks. The Cardinals are number one now. Panthers are still number two. Uh, they're a game behind or half a game behind because they played one less than Arizona. And the Bears right there at number three with their own first round pick. So Tyson Bajit was 18 for 30, 220 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions, a fumble, um, <laughs> 65.3 rating. So I want to start here, Vicky. Let's start with some good. What was some good that you saw from this game that we can kind of take, you know, with with maybe Justin coming back, hopefully against, you know, we're going to get to that um, that game here later this week. Yeah. But what what was some good from this game? Okay, so let's start on the offense, right? First with Bajan. I'll start with him, right? He had, yep, second half, obviously. It was almost a tale of two games right in the half. First half, like, or even throughout the game, him rolling out, he was so effective. Rolling out, throwing dots, you know, getting first downs, even on his uh, reads, like his RPOs, like he would take the ball yeah. and, you know, just, I got, I got to give him credit for that. Got to give him his flowers. Cause he, he definitely balled out when rolling out of the pocket. The, the second um, thing I would say is the offensive line. There were some penalties here and there, like Braxton Jones had like a back to back, but Tevin, Tevin played well again, like he always had. I think he's like our highest graded lineman still. Yeah. PFF. So he balled out. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, nine, 91. Uh, yeah, Tevin Jenkins, I want to touch on that because you 91.1 yeah. PFF grade versus the Saints, first among Bears players, first among all offensive linemen in week nine. So every single lineman that played, he was still number one just with that grade alone, and it was a career high. He also set a career high last week in PFF as far as his grades go. So he is just getting better and better. I think it was at 89 something last yeah. week. Now he's in 90s, 91.1. I mean, this guy, first of all, there's a pancake. Uh, I don't know. Oh, he, again, yeah. You, no, he had on the broadcast had, copy. They kind of highlighted it. It's he is just so so good. And I'm like, if he can if he can stay healthy, healthy. Talk about it. That's it. It's just healthy. He's an all and, and pro type. Easily, player. he was our best lineman last year, and he looks just as good, if not better, this year. So that's He's a positive. Like but also, <laughs> yep, young boy, uh, Tyson. Uh, not Tyson. Sorry, Braxton Jones. Like he had some penalties. Is, Typical stuff, uh-huh. but like his weakness was bull rush. That D line is is not something to joke with, and he held his own for the most part, right? Obviously, he he gave up like one big pressure. I remember, like on the outside, a guy just kind of beat him on a speed rush, but like he he did his own. And Darnell, you know, he had a holding penalty, but like overall, like if you were to look at the game as a whole, like the offensive line did a pretty pretty good job. You know what I mean? Gave Tyson a good amount of time to sit. There was some place Tyson was standing back there. I swear for eight seconds. 
Like he would stand back there and he'd pump, 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 pump. And some of his big runs was because he was standing back there so long that he decided I'm taking off. And he had like, he had so many rushing yards. So like he had plenty of time back. So, yep. Offensive line. I would honestly like they did. We did not lose because of the offensive line. So that's good from the offensive side. I'd also say from the offensive side, which is good to see. Obviously we all know Cole Komet. We've already, this isn't a surprise. He's been playing like a top 10. Obviously he had those, that one big catch, which was crazy. Um, And then, you know, his second touchdown, which was nice as well. Like to see a little bit more targets, but overall he's playing great for his contract and he's ascended every year. The second thing that was great to see is Mooney. Darnell Mooney one-on-one. Like we already know that's, you know, Darnell Mooney's like great. Good luck trying to get him. But he had like two big plays with that. That was great to see from him overall. And then obviously, you know, DJ did his thing. He had that one bad fumble, but I'm not worried about DJ Moore. So when you're talking about fields dropping back in, if, oh, and let's, and let's go back to this too. Dante Foreman is just a dog, right? Like he's been, the fact he's been inactive for this long. Yeah. Angry runs, baby. Ball in, bro. Like every time he gets the ball, I'm like, even if it's a yard yeah. or two, I'm like, yo, you are running it. And the good news is, too, is Khalil Herbert's coming back. So now we have Khalil back. We have mm-hmm. Dante still doing his thing. And we have Roshan, like, as your third, kind of what we expected. You know, I think Dante will still take the carries because Khalil's just coming off IR. Like, I think that running, running back room is going to still be, you know, dominant as they have been if this line keeps holding up. So I think when it comes back to fields coming in, if the game plan is, the game plan is very, like, similar but a little bit less conservative because – Fields likes to throw deep, but you still have those rollouts and, you know, run heavy offense. I think the offense is actually set up for him to thrive like he should. So I was, yeah. I was really impressed with what the offense did, even though Bajan threw, you know, three picks and had a forced fumble. Like, even if you take those away, we're still in the game. And that's because the offense did move down the field. They didn't punt till like the third quarter. I think like the whole first half, they marched down and got, Points or a missed field goal. You know what I mean? Or a turnover. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or a turnover. Yeah. It was, yeah. First of all, Deontay Foreman. Is it Deontay or Don? Da- da- How uh, are you saying? De- I think it's D. I think it's Deontay, like D E O N T. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought so. I think I was, so. Yeah. First of all, shout out to Kyle Brandt. He sent me this Deontay Foreman angry runs from a couple weeks ago, I think. So yeah. Kyle Brandt, friend of the show. First of all, it's amazing. Love it. Um, yeah. Love I it. I want to see like Herbert, you know, maybe come back and win one. Maybe Justin too. Um, but, anyways. Deontay Foreman, 20 carries on uh, Sunday, 83 yards, 4.2 a pop, um, his longest being 22. I just like the way he runs. He's not fast. Like, if he had that extra year, I think he yeah. could be, like, a maybe top five. crazy. Yeah, bro, he'd be back. crazy. He's just that's, that that's good. Derek, that's Derrick Henry, though, bro. Like, to be that yes. to be that aggressive and then to also be uh-huh. that fast, it's that's hard to but, do. But Tyson Bajant was – he had eight carries for 70 yards. It was very Justin Fields-esque the way he yeah. was kind of escaping the pocket and just making some plays. It was funny because when they called QB – I think they called maybe one or two designed QB runs for him. Yeah, and he looks sure. like Tom Brady run the ball with those. Like he just looks so slow because I don't know if the defense just – they're playing it better. But when he gets out of the pocket and it's not as designed – yeah, I mean, he is lead, he just looks faster. He looks like Vic. He looks way more mobile. Um, and it's yeah. the contrast. It, it was just funny to me. It was something that I kind of pointed out uh, during the game. So his halftime stats for me, because you already went with your good and your bad. So for me, the good was like the first half. Like he had 209 total yards, two touchdowns. He did have that pick, but he still had 121.5 passer rating. So it was, they were limited. They were still making plays. 
Darnell Mooney, you highlighted him. I thought he had a great game. He finished with 82 yards on five receptions. His That's best great. game of the season. You know, he sees all this money going around. He probably wants an extension himself. So for me, it's still not enough to get that done. But it's like, okay, string a couple more games together. Mm -hmm. We can have that conversation, maybe get back to the table at the end of the season. So for me, other good things, Tevin Jenkins, of course, but the entire offensive line. I, I, I know you kind of touched on it, but I just have to do it again because during the, during the game, I just could not believe the pockets that, like you said, Tyson was just chilling back there. And I had never, for when Justin's there and maybe it's on him because he maybe leaves the pocket a little early. We, we know he sometimes is, has those deficiencies in the pocket. So the way that Tyson was navigating it early on, at least it was just impressive. I was like, this is beyond his ears or beyond his years. And I'm like, it was just, it was fun to see. And of course it was short lived because the second half, that's where the bad, that's where I'm <laughs> yeah. going to get to the bad here. And yeah. I think it's on the coaching as well. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's this game or maybe the one before, and it can kind of go, you know, you know, neck and neck with this, but it's like every week, it's like, I don't want this team to get out coached in the second half because when they do, it's terrible. Like the coaching yeah. staff is so bad when it comes to the second half, you look at um, the saints game and you could say, you know, they were still out coached, but it was more so the turnovers that kind of killed them here. Um, Getsy. He, he had back-to-back -back screen calls um, late in the game. Um, yeah, I think one went that. to Valus Jones Jr., which – Drop. Again, drop, I know drop. it was a drop. Almost looked like the fumble. But for me, it's like you just called a screen on the previous drive to end the end. It was a third and long. You're back in your own territory. Tyson's been kind of you know throwing it. Yes, he has a couple um, turnovers. But it's like just let him throw the ball, man. Um, and so anyways, they threw a screen. Very next drive – or ne very next play, they throw it to Bayless, and it's almost a fumble. So it's like they're playing scared almost, at least Luke Getze was, when it comes to the offensive play calling. And I get it. Tyson was kind of turnover happy. But it's like, yeah, what, sure. do you, what do you got to lose, man? You were 2-6 and six at that point. Yeah, You're playing with nothing to lose for the most part. But it's like this this coaching staff, and even with Flus, it's like they're playing to lose or playing not to lose. And, and that kind of just hinders them. And, of course, the Saints, they snuck out of this one. But I really do believe if they would have – not had five turnovers, like you said. This game could have easily been – they could have snuck it out of there with a win. And we oh, could be easily. looking at Thursday as a – Honestly, honestly though – big game. Kind of happy they didn't. You know what I mean? Like, it's like – because <laughs> – and I'm, why yeah. I say this, because we're going to get to this this super chat real quick. Tito posts – and thanks again, Tito. Our man Tito, $5 super chat said, tired of these fake Bears fans hating on fields. Yeah, he needs to play better, but let's not pretend that this organization has done anything to help him. That's fair. Like, I feel like we do better play calling for Tyson than we do for Fields. Um, and 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 so why I say that is sometimes it's hard also to like be like the coaching staff, the coaching staff, the coaching staff. I'm sorry, you throw three interceptions and you have a forced fumble. I can't like this is the one time if where if, if uh I think he did come out because this is what he always does. Flus comes out and says execution. It's like, yeah, you can't if if even if Patrick Mahomes did that, they're not winning the game. When Patrick Mahomes throws three interceptions, I promise you they don't win the game. Like, I, I don't have the stats in front of me, but when he throws three, which doesn't happen often, but in a game where he's throwing yeah. three, I guarantee they've lost the game, right? Because it's hard to win off that. You're giving another team three opportunities, normally a short field, to demarch down and get some sort of points. So, yeah. So, like, I think the biggest takeaway from this was, and again, this is not hate on, on Beijing, right? It's that that hype of Bajant from his one game against the Raiders. That's a it great an, NFL story. It was story. an average. It was an average game. 
Yeah, right. one, I think what, it's one or two touchdowns. Yeah, and I think, thing, yards? I think the thing is because of like the story of it, which is like it's huge. Yeah. Like this man has done something that has not been done before, so he deserves all the praise, right. all flowers. At the end of the day, it's a rookie. This guy could have a long career ahead of him. So this isn't me to dog him or like make him look like he's bad. It's not. It's more yeah. of the narrative that's been built around him, where it's like, oh, this guy's coming to to dethrone Fields. No, he's not. He's Fields was a first round pick at a high, you know, at a at a power five school playing in the national championship, right? This is not the same type of player. Like just because there's a Brock Purdy out there doesn't mean that all these, you know, all these stories end up being Brock Purdy's, right? Brock Purdy is an yeah. anomaly. Tom Brady's an anomaly. Like this is not I don't even think Brock Purdy's that good either. We can get and on that's that fair. No, but that's but fair. But that's my point. More is it's not, yeah. Right. It's like you don't this doesn't this isn't like, oh, we just struck gold. All right. That's not what the Bears yeah. organization does at quarterback, anyways. <laughs> not yet. So I yeah, no, not yet. So I, you know. I, I I took away from this kind of like I, I had some retweets, you know, I mean, some tweets out there that gave some traction where it's like, yo, like, let's let's be realistic. Like, let's calm down the hype. Let's be logical. This team is either two options. It is either Justin Fields team moving forward. Right. And we stick with him or it is a new quarterback that comes in because a new coaching staff, you know, et cetera, et cetera. We don't know who that is, but, you know, that that is the case. So long season to go. I'm not counting fields out, but those are our two options. It was never Bajan. Now, Bajan. We'll be on this team next year. I can guarantee you that. Because you looked around the league, right? There was a lot of backup quarterbacks. And I would 100% take Bajan over a lot of these backup quarterbacks that were starting uh, from injured you know, injured quarterbacks in the league, you know? So maybe not Josh, Joshua Dobbs because he he's balling out. So, um, But so, overall, I, I just think that, the, you know, the, the I got to give him praise to be like the offense did. It offense did run smooth, right? With him in there, he handled it well for a backup quarterback. He can win you some games as he did, but let's pump the brakes and be like, this is a rookie backup quarterback from Shepherd University. Like, this is not the future MVP where we're building a statue. You know what I mean? Let let let's relax. I mean, so Tyson Bajan, when there's a lot to go there, I'm gonna start with Tyson. First of all, he did move the ball. That's what was impressive. Like you limit those turnovers. If you just do one or two turnovers that game, this is completely different. This team is, they may win it. Like I said, yeah. for me, Tyson, he is going to be on this team mainly because he is, a. I think he's a very productive backup quarterback right now. Absolutely. That's not where he may end up. He could be a starter, very serviceable guy, serviceable, serviceable guy. Um, but for me, it's like his base salary is seven hundred fifty thousand this year. <laughs> yeah, he's staying, bro. You look at the backup <laughs> quarter quarterback position. That's that is a steal as far as how yeah. much you're. I mean, look at uh, who do we have at, at camp that he beat out? Um, he just won a couple games. Oh, uh, PJ Walker. PJ Walker. Walker. He signed for two million guaranteed yeah. or something like that. So you look at this court, and then in twenty twenty four, Tyson Bajan is going to be on the books for nine hundred fifteen thousand dollars. Twenty twenty five. That's where it kind of kicks up um to one million not, yeah, like come on this is such a steal for a guy that could you know worst case scenario his floor backup serviceable could win you a game or two when it counts especially in, when you get to 2025 where you're hopefully you know that's where you kind of think that window for yeah, contending might be i know it's hard to kind of envision that but it's possible <laughs> it's possible yeah, yeah. Yeah. look at the 2018 team no one thought in 2016 you know it was a long way away but you got to 2018 and things change, especially fast in the NFL. Oh, yeah, NFL, it's quick. So it could be – It's crazy. It could be, yeah, you could be next year. You now, really have no idea. I want to get to Justin Fields because he – I think he does win this game. 
I really do. And some people will push back. I really believe he wins this game, especially if everything kind of stays the same as far as the run game. And how if it's, it's the going. same play, if it's the same, ga- same game play plan. calling. Yeah, same game plan. Absolutely. Because the running game was already dominant and, and sure. Fields would not throw three turnovers. Or sure, he would not Fields may have times. a fumble for a turnover. He may have one interception, but he's not having five or he's not yeah. having four. Four. Yeah. And so you take those away. I also think he makes a couple plays with his legs. Um, more so Tyson was making some, but I think he may even get more yards, if not a touchdown on some of these runs, as far as just the explosiveness yeah. there. So I think he does. And I'm not going to stay here and just, you know, and talk about that too much, but I want to talk about CJ Stroud and the game he had where he had broke the rookie record passing. So yeah. him coming in, because you talked about this team is either going to be Justin Fields or another quarterback next year. For yeah. me, seeing CJ Stroud and, you know, he does not have the perfect roster around him. No, He probably has a less ideal roster than Justin Fields right now because Justin has some weapons. He has a pretty damn good offensive line that's coming together. They're getting healthy at the right time. So these remaining seven games or whatever, for me, it's like no more excuses for Justin. Like I may, I feel like I've been very soft maybe on him. You could say just too easy on him, but it's like seeing CJ Stroud and what he's done. And I know every quarterback is different, but it's like at this point, what, Here's what? the difference, though, is that was an organization that was aligned with saying, we want this guy. You know what I mean? They with picked the, who they wanted, right? It's everyone in the building is like that. Not every, it's never an organization for everyone. But as a collective whole, yeah. they said, we're drafting them. The people that did that to Fields are not in the building. Literally no one. So That's fair. The, right. But and, at and the end of the, the day, CJ Stroud still has, he has that talent he has no. that ability oh, absolutely. Where he's already a top 10 guy why i opinion. say that is is that because of the game plan and mm-hmm. right is it like we are crafting the game plan towards you or are we crafting our offense hoping that you will fit you know what i mean is it yeah. we're building an offense so it's a circle peg into a circle hole or is it like oh our offense is a square peg and we're trying to fit a circle you know a uh, square mm-hmm. hole and we're trying to fit a circle peg into it so again it's not i get it he, CJ Stroud is doing fantastic. 407 yards, five touchdowns, come back, drive. Like, I'm not I mean, disregarding that at all. That man is fucking balling out all season. But it's it's harder to compare because I'm like, this is who they wanted. And we don't know what the full alignment is. Like, we don't know if Ryan Poles yeah. is but, or who, who's in who, the coaching staff gets in all of them are like, yo, this is who we but let's, the let's coach to a as an, The Texans as like an organization are just, they're not like the Patriots. You know, it's like, this guy has came in here. Sure, they are 100% sold on him, and I like that. But it's like CJ Stroud is so talented enough, and he 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 has everything there that can kind of elevate no matter the chaos around him. And I know, Justin, we've talked about it time and time again as far as the coaching and how he was kind of sabotaged his rookie year, Matt Nagy, everything like that. So I get it. Yeah. And it's not – you can't really compare it too often. But it's like right now, though, it's like – this is where he has to go because it is almost it's the best scenario that he's going to get probably with the bears right now if ever just because of the offensive line the the weapons around him cole Komet, who is kind of ascending into a top 10 tight end it's like this is it man this is first of all stay healthy and then let's see what you got just let it rip and if the coaching staff is just just don't even care like i know he said he's going to play his game continue to do that man like obviously he had eight touchdowns in two games Let's keep it going. But CJ Stroud, 14 touchdowns, one interception, 2,270 yards, 102.9 passer rating. And yeah. he's thrown to guys like, well, first of all, Tank Dell's not bad. But well, he's a rookie. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. But yeah. 
you know, it, it's just shocking. And it, it opens your eyes a little bit where it's like, okay, I, I know we make a lot of excuses for fields and there is a lot of valid excuses, but now it's okay. Enough is enough. Otherwise we have to go out and find our own CJ Stroud. God so here, here's willing. the, it, here's me playing like the devil's advocate, right? I a hundred percent agree with you fields. Yeah. Like we've said this, he has what it's about to be what week eight, no two and seven. So it's week nine or week 10. He has seven more interviews left, right? So I get it. Like, he has seven more interviews for the employer to be like, yes, you keep your job. You know what I mean? So 100% agree with you on that. That Like, he needs to come out and just play really well to convince everyone that you are the future, right? My thing is, though, the quarterback position is so – it's much different than other position. You have quarterbacks that come out and some of them ball out immediately, you know what I mean? You have like, you know, CJ Stroud. First of all, it was an anomaly because he's breaking records, right? This isn't like this. When you're breaking records, you're an anomaly, right? Because it hasn't been done. So he's doing some stuff that hasn't been done before. So he's obviously an anomaly. But you also have some quarterbacks that take a minute. Peyton Manning, first year, interception record for rookie. You tell me after the first year, you're like, oh, that's the guy. After that, I get it. You know, he had the next year, he definitely bounced back much better. And everything's not apples to apples, but some people, it takes a little bit longer because there's so many factors that go into it. You know what I mean? We talk about it, coaching staff, the organization itself, the weapons you put behind it. You know what I mean? So it's so hard to evaluate like what this is going to be. And then also the hardest thing too is like, there's no guarantee that if we get Caleb Williams or Drake May, that they'll be good either. You know what I mean? Like, if we look at it now, and again, we don't know. It's just one year, right? CJ Stroud could easily regress, and, and Bryce Young could go crazy. But we look at it now, the number one overall that everyone was consensus about, right, even with the height, is not playing that well. He just threw a pick six last game. So, I mean, and we go back to Peyton Manning's draft. It was uh, who was in front of him that ended up busting, who went one before Peyton went two. I can't remember. Well, I can't think of his name. Uh, went to the Chargers, but he was supposed to be, Leaf? you know, Ryan Leaf. Reef. Yeah, Ryan Leaf. Yeah. So Leaf was supposed to be, you know, generational. This is the guy. You're going in front of Peyton Manning, bro. Like, and people <laughs> felt that was right at the time. Yeah. Didn't work out. Like, there's Jamarcus Russell. Well, that's, so, when it comes to the quarterback, so, man, it is just a, it's a crapshoot. It's like, it, it is such, it is the hardest position to get right. And sometimes you just have to luck into it. Look at the, I mean, look at, the Bengals look at the the Texans now you it's just these teams that struggle year after year once they get that once they get their guy once they You're get good. the guy everything else around them except for the Chargers I mean Herbert I don't know what's going on there like because he we saw firsthand how good he is I don't understand how they're not better sometimes well he, he's had some bad games too so like that's my yeah. thing it's like these elite, it's like think and I know Burrow was injured but Burrow's first three weeks were doo-doo they were not good his past ones he's back to burrow form so it's he like always starts slow too which is odd it is so it's it and you look at like the career of uh josh allen right everyone thinks josh allen's elite and you know and he turns the ball over a lot still does but he's an elite quarterback that man took yeah. four years to figure it out you know what i mean and hurts took a little bit it's like there is no clear cut like oh, you have to do this and you'll be successful. The problem is when we have like a Patrick Mahomes, right? When we have a Patrick Mahomes level quarter, like when he came in and did what he did, everyone's like, oh, that's 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 the recipe. You have to come in immediately and just ball out, right? 
That's yeah. that's not the case. That's not how it works. And I'm not not giving an excuse for Fields. I'm just saying we could restart this whole thing, and then it'll be three years down the road, and we're like, why doesn't Caleb Williams have it? Right? We we just don't know, and that's what's so tough about the yeah. quarterback position. That's why we haven't had a four thousand passer in our in our history. You know what I mean? So yeah. you know, feel like you said, Fields got to come in. He's got to he's got seven more, uh, ten more games or something like that. Whatever, whatever the number is, he's got X amount of games to prove that he deserves to be on this team moving forward. And then we'll just have to wait and see how it works. So it's in his hands. You know what I mean? So absolutely. I wanna um, I wanna get to the defense a little bit. Um, they've been playing, you know, better. Um, they for have. me, at least I think they have. There's been spurts where it's in. Eh, but it's the pass trust that's a little bit concerning. So we we haven't we didn't do an episode last week um, just because there was a lot going on. So we didn't even get to talk about Montez Sweat and that trade, nope. the extension, go through those emotions. So, Vicky, I want to kind of get your thoughts on, first of all, Montez Sweat coming to Chicago, the extension within itself. I want to give it a grade maybe. And then also what oh. you saw from the pass rush on Sunday, you know, yeah. regarding Montez Sweat. I have some – I have an opinion on it. But, again, we weren't able to talk about it. Um, so before we hop into that, though, if you're enjoying the show, make sure to hit the like button, subscribe. It does help the channel grow, helps the pod, of course, if you're on Apple, Spotify. Uh, a lot of listeners over there. We appreciate you. Go ahead and uh, rate Absolutely. the show, rate the pod. Um, but again, Montez Sweat, we didn't get to talk about it, man. We didn't get to see much, I guess, much of him on Sunday. However, there are some stats, which I'm not sure if you're yeah. going to get into, but yeah, I have them. I got some. Okay. Yeah, so first off, this is great. This is funny because uh, I was actually at Thanksgiving with Montez Sweat last Thanksgiving. And so I was talking to him, you know, I was like, yo, Washington organization, it's it's trash. You know what I mean? I know he won't really? agree to it. Yeah, yeah, I had Thanksgiving with them because uh, uh-huh. his sister, basically my girlfriend's brother, ha- had a kid with Montez Sweat's sister. I saw her at the okay. game as well. Yeah. Okay. So sh- she said she's going to get me a jersey, so – that's nice. So I don't have to buy one. So Get it signed too. Fit. I hope so. But uh, basically, um, I was tell I was joking with them because my uh, at Thanksgiving, my girlfriend's dad's a Jets fan. He's like, "Oh, come to the Jets, come to the Jets." I'm like, "He's not going to the Jets. He's going to the Bears. We need a defensive line. You guys have one. Like, if anyone trades for him, we're trading for him." So it's kind of funny when I saw the news. I was like, "Hey, you know, actually got that one right." But overall, you were like, on the, that first one. off, the trade is the trade is great. I I okay. said this. You can go back podcast. I said if we're if we want if we if we're gonna trade for someone, my preference is Sweat over Young. Way more productive, hasn't missed a game. Like you, I like that consistency. You know what you're getting. I'm tired of like, oh, maybe he'll be this, he'll be that. A lot of times they don't. Like potential, potential is how you lose games. I want something that is proven that they're gonna be that, and that's what I like. You know what I mean? Um, and so that I think that the trade was great. I think the deal was great too. I think where he's at now, he's like fifth for defensive ends, but like by in like three years, he'll be like 17th. I think like PFF Brad, there's a tweet about that, but like basically the way that, you know, how, you know, every year they just, the contracts get bigger and bigger. Like it will be a, a good deal in like two or three years. And it's a good deal now. So I like that, that he's locked in because everyone was worried about polls. Oh, he's not going to, he's not going to pay him. He's not going to pay. And I'm like, bro, you don't trade second round and think you're not going to get a deal done. Okay. Uh, so I think that's great. Second thing he, okay. When it comes to performance, I guess is a third thing. When it comes to performance, he wasn't obviously in on every, every down. I think he only had what 25 snaps or something like that. And, and like, he wasn't, there were some times I was like, yo, this is third down. I think it was the second drive of the game where they were like moving the ball easily. He was not in that drive at all. And I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. If I don't see sweat in there, I'm sure that's, 
our weakness has yeah. obviously gotten weaker. So, like, uh, so duh, you Montez Sweat, he played 41 snaps, which is 65%. Oh, 25 rushing. Uh, sorry, pass. Uh, he had, yeah, it was 41 snaps, but 16 of them were run plays. Yeah. On exactly. the pass plays, he had what, like four pressures? I think um, it was so, like 17% or something like that, which isn't bad yeah. for your first game. No. And, there was a- and again, he only played 65% of that game. So it's like he yeah. still was kind of on a snap count per se. As far as yeah. those in-depth stats when it came to his pressure. So he had a team high four pressures um, on 25 pass rushes, He was at, which is a 16% pressure rate with a 2.73 second average time to pressure. So he had about almost just under three seconds to get to the pass, which is – yeah. Which is average, I think, um, as far as just Derek Carr getting the ball out pretty damn quick. Well, I mean, to be fair, he was because we were playing soft. You saw the, excuse me, the passing chart. If you look at Derek Carr's God. passing chart the past four four weeks, there's deep passes all around. This week, because of our soft cover two zone, you know what I mean? You're you're dinking and dunking, and you saw that. So it's hard to be like, yo, how do you get to the quarterback, Derek Carr, if he's releasing the ball at like two seconds every play? Like it was such, there was like no big deep pass. There was like he had like two attempts or was over 20 yards and they were incomplete. You know what I mean? He did not have a big, a big passing play because we were playing that soft uh, shell. So, yeah. so like I look at that and I go, okay, for, you just touched down in the city, right? You barely, barely practiced with the team, got out there, still was our highest grade defensive lineman. And he had a crucial pressure on that third down where he almost like stripped it. And, yeah. and it kept us in the game, like in the fourth quarter. And that's what you want, right? So, like, I look at it overall based off circumstances and whatnot, and I go, yeah, that's what we paid for. This isn't TJ Watt, right? We're not expecting him to be back there every play. The man plays the run amazing, like top top DN against the run, and he's he's above average pass rusher. You know what I mean? He's got six and a half mm-hmm. sacks this year. So I take all that in and be like, this is – I don't think he's going to disappoint like, I don't think we're looking at this deal and being like, oh, you didn't live up to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. How much it's worth, who he is overall as a player. I know we just love sacks, 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 but it's mm-hmm. more than that. You know what I mean? Well, so I think overall he did well. The biggest thing is, you know, Yannick Ngakwe on the other side. Like, you just – you would hope to maybe get a sack this game just with those two alone. But yeah, missing but so that quick. three technique, missing that three technique within Iberflus's defense, it's been said multiple times. I think it's been talked yeah. – Adam Hogue talked about it. Which um, I think they've talked about on CHGO. It's just this three technique is so important. I think it's DeFort. Was it DeForest Buckner? Yeah, Buckner and uh, Indy. Yep. Yeah. Like it was just the engine. And you look at, again, first of all, I love Darnell Wright. I think they made the right choice for whoever the quarterback is going to be in the next 10 years because I think he's going to be here for a while and he's going to be a staple in this offensive line, him with Tevin Jenkins. But it's like Jalen Carter could be Hall of Fame potential type player like it's Could crazy be. how good he is and i know we passed on him but it's just i would love to see him so first of all sweat yannick Igakwe, and then jalen carter in the middle like give me that well here's oh the thing God. though yannick's yannick's not gonna be on this team next year no i guarantee he'll go somewhere else right no and he's so- a one one year flyer. Yeah, so guy. it's a rental. So I'm not even worried about that. And Jalen Carter could be a Hall of Famer, but the best rookie tackle in the league right yeah. now is Darnell Wright. That's what I'm saying. So, I kind of want both. I'm not saying I want Darnell Wright over it. Yeah, I just yeah, want yeah. a guy like Jalen Carter. I want someone in the middle of this defense uh to be able uh, to we've had such a pressure. bad <laughs> we've had such a bad offensive line for so long that like yeah. I am happy with that. Like I First get it all. though. 
I get Braxton it. Braxton Jones, yes. Darnell Wright, which Braxton Jones had a tough. I mean, he had some crazy. He had some penalties. So I mean, he's gonna have to get used to kind of, you know, first football, game back, playing football like, again. Yeah, but in the pass rush right now, according to PFF, they are dead last in the NFL. They have a yeah. fifty-nine. I'm sorry, fifty-four point eight grade. Um, which is just we so su- low. We're not. We're not surprised though. I mean, look at the roster. You know what I mean? Now it'll go up it. a little bit with sweat. I know, but yeah. the thing is, like, we said this. Me and you both said this preseason. We yeah. said this defensive line is. I think with Montez awful. Sweat, I think they will get a couple more. Especially the the thing with the defense, and I know we're talking about them predominantly. Is I want to see them get a little bit more exotic. Like I don't know if they they were doing that here the last couple of weeks, but I guess with Montez Sweat coming in, they thought maybe they could get home without sending as much. But that's not the fucking case. Like you're they still going to have to send. Kyler, they sent Kyler a couple times, but other than Edwards, that, I didn't really. I think they sent Edwards once. By the maybe. way. I got to, I forgot we didn't talk about the good about the defense. Yeah. Edwards minus week one has been amazing. He's like And that Austin uh, Eckler missed tackle. Yeah, I know, right? But we you know, that one was bad. But like overall, like no, so that's hard to, that's hard to do to take him I, down. I mean, he is Austin Eckler, so it, yeah. he's a baller for a reason. But looking at it two ways, if you look at stats and PFF, like he's a top 10 in most categories. So that's good. But the eye test, bro, seeing it from a broadcast view, when I watch the games from home and watching him at the games I've been to is he's almost on every play. He yeah. like, he's making the tackle or he's almost like he's in the vicinity, whether he's blitzing in coverage or stopping the run. He is all over the place. He has been a great signing and he has looked so good. And then also, so- yeah, go ahead. I was just going to give you – so, first of all, 81 overall PFF grade, 15th among linebackers. He has an 83.7 run defensive grade, tied for ninth among linebackers. 13 TFLs for no gain um, – or TFLs or no gain, third in the NFL. Yep. 38 defensive stops. That's second best in the NFL. Three quarterback hits, two sacks, both tied third amongst linebackers. So, yeah, he's what was that? balling. Did I, saw our, did I say corners and safety? Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say. Oh, I mean, I was Ray. about to get to this. I was about to get uh, our other good is Jalen Johnson. Still look good. Like, he he did not give mm-hmm. up plays. I think he had a deflection as well. Uh, TJ Edwards also had a beautiful de- uh, deflection, I think, on Chris Olave in the middle on third down. That was nice. But, yeah, JJ, I think right now, if we go PFF again, again, I don't just use PFF. I, you know, you don't either. But, like, I test as well, like, these guys are balling out. So I think he's going to get his extension. But I think I saw that he is the highest graded cornerback in the NFL right now, 86.3, and the highest uh, graded coverage at 88.9, bro. So he's looked, he's looking good. I hope he gets an extension. He has not sucked. That is for sure. Um, if they did contracts off based off PFF only, he would be getting oh, he'd be paid getting right now. Hey, money, yeah. And then but, use it. I mean, but, but they also have that, more than just this is what? How many games is this? Is this nine games? Yeah, they have a they have a whole they have the past four three years of throwing the injury concerns. Up. Yep. And I think he'll get an extension, to be honest. I really do. And you know what's a good yeah. thing about him? Uh you know, in the last week's interview, he was basically like they someone asked him, Would he be upset if you know Montez got a deal before him? Right. And he's like, you know, yeah, yeah. of course. Well, he Absolutely. he went the opposite way. Uh, today on Park on uh, Parkinson Spiegel on you know the six seventy the score, and he basically okay. said, "If you 
they asked him, like, are you upset with the deal? And he said, if you understand the business, none of it surprises me. You're not going to trade a second round pick to bring in a big time level player to not sign him. You have to sign him. You have to take care of him. He's a high quality player, a top guy in the league at this position. None of it surprises me. I don't feel any kind of way except excitement for him and looking to get my turn when that time comes. I'm in a position where I'm not tripping off the timing. He's been like that throughout the whole thing. I honestly think this doesn't feel anything like the Roquan or stuff like that. I think they're going to get a deal done. In my honest opinion, if not, they'll do a transition tag. I don't think they'll do the franchise. I think they'll do the transition where it's like you go out and if you get an offer from another team, we have the ability to match it. So in essence, it's going to be like like the NBA. Yep. Polls is going to be like, uh, well, you know what? We see your value at 16 million. And he'll go, all right, well, we'll go look elsewhere. If a team comes back with 17, Polson be like, all right, we'll match it then. You know what I mean? You know, maybe mm-hmm. a team comes back lower, then he's going to come back to us and we'll be like, all right, we'll take that. So, yeah, I was I looking at like contract move. projections. I think they had them at about 20 and a half a year. That's fair. That's it's fair. a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It is, I mean, it, but the it corner is. is a premium position. I say it and is. It's, not, it's also not our money. Like, it's, it's another thing, too. It's diff- We're yeah. not in cap space hell. We have to spend the money. Do maybe we, we just have that. Maybe we have like that poor mindset from like Ryan Pace, where we're like we don't have enough, you know. But he maybe would. Maybe a lot also, of fans have that. He that would mindset. also. They would be old players too, though. You know what I mean? That's where. I, that's where it's different. Yeah. You are paying younger players that are Montez is twenty seven, might be turn, turning twenty eight. JJ, well, commits twenty three, twenty four. Uh, JJ's what twenty four as well. So it's yeah. like, these are the first deals, right? These are people coming off the rookie deals that you're paying. We're not trading for Cleo Mack, who's on his second deal and then paying a, you know, a massive extension, you know? So yeah. I'm well, not the, mad the, about I, it. The reason why, I guess, I, I think the corner market might be reset here soon. You know, not by Jalen Johnson, but you look at Jari Alexander on the Packers, he's 26. He's, he's averaging about 21 per year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an $84 million contract for four years. So 21 is where he's at. And he's the best corner supposedly in the NFL. Denzel Ward's just behind him at 20.1 million. So it's like JJ would be getting that type of money. And maybe it's a little bit um, foggy, unclear because of like the market is probably going to go up, you know, not with Jalen, but maybe with a um, uh, sauce gardener here in yeah. a couple of years or a year where he could be in that 25, 26 Titan yeah. type range. So it's like him and, that's uh, where I seeing that number. I just would like it to be around that 16 to 18. That's where I feel a little bit more comfortable. Not that it's my money, but more so just yeah. you don't I don't want to overpay too much for a a very Poles, good player. But, but Poles is not gonna elite. But Poles has been so cons- like if it was yeah. somebody else, I would be like, we'll overpay. Poles has not overpaid. The man will say no. Like there's there at least so far we can only go off what we've you know the yeah. resume he's he's delivered right. so far. The only thing he's really missed on is is like Claypool, you know, which is funny because I want to say Montez Sweat. Did you know on the broadcast? Oh, you didn't listen to the broadcast that yeah. Montez Sweat is renting out his old place. I saw you tweet about it. And I was like, where did this information come from? But that's funny. Yeah, it was on the broadcast. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. So because I, I think it's like at the hotel or something. Anyway, so that's what they do with the new players until they settle down. But now that he's locked in, the most important part is that he's yeah. locked in. That's great. Yeah. The trade now, all that talk about. Oh, second, second, you no know, round, whatever. It's so hard to find for DNs. It is very hard to find someone like Montez Sweat. And people even better than him don't hit the mark. Even people on Montez Sweat level normally don't hit the market. No, like he was, was never going to hit the market. If if the Bears didn't send a second, someone else was going to do it. Yeah, in my opinion, they, they, the well, Washington was looking to shop him. 
they I think they had a couple offers and and it was the Bears that kind of obviously when you look well, at that second rounder it's, it's yeah they swooped in at the very end he was going to go to Atlanta because he's got family there obviously like uh, his family lives down there uh, mm-hmm. and he's originally from there and so actually is he originally from there Missouri no actually he's originally from Atlanta I'm pretty sure but uh he was going to go to Atlanta and then basically we came in and swapped and said here well you take our second and obviously our second is much more likely to be much lower than or much higher, whatever way you look at it, than Atlanta. And so he got sent here. So, yeah, I mean, he was born in Kentucky, but he played high school in uh, Georgia. Missouri. Got yep. you. Okay. Yeah, I thought so. Um, I thought most of his time was in Atlanta. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, first of all, it's exciting. I'm excited about Montez Sweat. I think the defense they they still look serviceable. I think Matt Eberflus is a very good DC, not yeah. a great head coach, not a good, just a bad head coach. Um, but again. Ryan Poles talked very highly of him um, about a week ago, talked about how he's a leader of men. And so we'll see. We'll, we'll have a lot of, you know, conversations here in the future about what they should do at the coaching spot um, at the end of the year. But Ficky, man, I, I, we'll kind of end this one, keep this one a little bit shorter than others yep. because we're going to be back in, what, less than two, two days? Yeah, two days. we got a game Thursday. so we Yeah, we got a game Wednesday. Thursday. And then, of course, we'll have a post-game Thursday night right after the game after Justin Field lights it up. Um, yeah. you know, coming back and beating Bryce Young, where the Bears can't – if they win, they win twice on Thursday, which we'll get to all that, you know, on Wednesday night. But, Vicky, man, any other parting thoughts, any questions we need to get to uh, before we end uh, the postgame show? Again, sorry for this one not being right after the game. Vicky is traveling. Traveling, uh, gosh. I'm in a hotel like, right now. He's in a hotel so. right now, as you can see. We're – Work, it's like I said, mid-season, we're kind of just going with what we can, you know, make work. But everyone that's yeah. tuned in, everyone that's kind of asked about the show, just sticking around, we appreciate it. Yeah, thank Apple, you. Spotify listeners, shout out to you guys listening as well. And again, leave a like if you enjoy the pod, sub if you want to yes, be please. here for the rest of the season, um, and eventually a Bears Super Bowl. We'd love to have you. <laughs> yeah, uh, you might be sub for a minute. Just but yeah, slipping we appreciate that in. It. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. No, no, but for real, the support has been crazy. We are, um, I believe, very, very close to 2,000 subs if we haven't hit it yet. So we're going to be doing a yeah. jersey giveaway or some type of big giveaway uh, for you guys once we hit that 2,000 subs if we haven't already hit it there. Follow us on Twitter. Um, Please. It's Ficky Baby, Dave underscore BFR. Uh, and, you can uh, follow the pod. And the BFR pod, yep. Yep, BFR underscore pod on Twitter. And, of course, you can check out my work on sportsmarket.com. Uh, Ficky, before we go, man, any other final thoughts? I'm ready for Fields to come. I hope Fields comes back Thursday. So when I'm watching from home, I can be like excited. Like I good for Tyson and whatnot, but I'm I'm ready. We again, the final that we said this from week one, actually before the week started. This year, the number one goal is the evaluation of the quarterback. We still don't have an answer. So we need him to get back so we can get to that answer quickly, right? So we can figure out new quarterback or not. So hope again. Both of us agree. The fan in us wants fields, but we just need to figure out what what we're going to do yeah. with that position. He's got to go out there and prove it, and the Bears got to help him out, The his offensive players, his offensive line. If they can play like they played on Sunday and limit the turnovers, I think they have a very, very good chance of, you know, hopefully beating the Panthers, which – We need that because we need that pick to keep dropping. And one last tidbit, one last two tidbit that came out, right? Uh, the Kyler Gordon – not Kyler Gordon. Kyler Murray will be starting he's for back. Arizona. He's That's back. great news. Because that that's means, huge. You know, playing to win. That's like getting Justin gonna, back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's what we need. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully the car. I feel like that's gonna. I feel like that race is gonna come down to week week uh, seventeen Probably. again, man. I think it's gonna be a 
a nail biter. We're going to be on the edge of our well, seats. Hopefully, and hopefully, hopefully we, we don't have to worry about it. Like if we get it, that's fine. But if if the quarterback question, yeah, even if we answered, get it and we still have Justin and he is the guy, but we still oh, get even it better. It's a fucking but, I, but I will be, I'm going to, I want one part. Let's control what we control. I'm like, let's fields be the guy, please just be the right. guy. That's all I want. And then if that's <laughs> the case and we stumble upon, cause that pick's still going to be top five. You know what I mean? So I'm not tripped about that. But it's like I don't know about the Justin Fields story and you know how that's going to end. So it's not over yet. It's getting oh, definitely not. It's getting close. I mean, that hourglass is the sand is running out, of course. But of course, lots to do, man. So Terry Bradshaw, Hall of Fame quarterback, starting record nine and twenty-eight. It's you know what I mean. Yeah. So again, I'm not. I don't know what's going to happen, but the quarterback position is is such an entry. It's the hardest position in all of sports. So man, I just I just want to get it. I just want to get it right. I, I think Bears fans just uh, we deserve it, man. Like, we, can we not <laughs> yes, get we a damn franchise quarterback? And can we not get some wins? Because this has been a this has been a long, almost two years, two years of football where it's like we're talking about the draft and we're excited for the draft. Again, come, bro. You know, September, it's, November, it's and it's not, like this is yeah. getting old fast. And so, anywho, we're excited oh, one last about Thursday out. night. One yeah. last shout out. It's got to be to the Bears fans. They were in New Orleans. They were, bro, they were packed in the streets all the way. So shout out to them as well. A lot of some of our followers on Twitter and that follow the pod, thank you, reached out to me. They were also in New Orleans. So I didn't get yeah. to see them, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, it was just like seeing all those fans and then, you know, Shame on love you, Bears Ricky. fans. You could have made time for them. I know I was so busy. I was this so busy. Man. That's my bad. And yeah, no, it's I, trust me. There'll be more at the rate I'm going to games at this point. Trust me, you'll have plenty Just a of couple weeks. Ago you said, you know what? I'm not going to anymore. I'm <laughs> at least I'm a- sticking to it. I'm scarred from that Chiefs game, which shame on me for even trying to to go to and be I like in there. pain bro i like pain i like i'd like i like being yeah. sad i don't you know like I don't just know setting your money on fire and just <laughs> i like watching it burn you know what i mean no, so you're, you're a true bears fan man yeah unfortunately but yeah it was shout out to y'all it was great hopefully we'll see you i don't know when i'm going to another game probably won't be for a minute but like you know it'll, yeah, it'll be good year. to see y'all next year absolutely <laughs> absolutely awesome well anyways i think that's it do we have any questions you want to answer or are we good ficky Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, here's a great. Uh, here's a good one from uh, Axe. Okay. Do you want a hundred percent healthy Fields? What if he's eighty percent ready? So after the Panthers game, we get a bye, right? We get a long, yeah, what, week and a half, two weeks. Yeah, yeah. If yeah, he's week and a half because it's a short. No. It's like a ten day. I think that's too. I think that's too. I don't know. I don't like that's too low. Eighty percent is not enough for me. I would probably say ninety-five and up. I wouldn't want to take ninety percent. I would say just rest them. You know. That's just me. Uh, yeah. Selfish. The fan of, the fan of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Yeah. 80% absolutely throw them out there. But it's just like, I don't know, especially gripping the football. That just seems like it could be turnover worthy. Like, as far as if it's, if he's at 80% and he can kind of grip it, but not consistently, and something slips or it slips a couple times, we could be looking at a Tyson Bajan like stat line, if not worse. Yep. And it's the Panthers too. So I don't know. Maybe 80% gets the job done against Carolina, but we'll, we'll, I don't know. How about you, Figgy? I, I, if, That's tough, isn't way, it? If he can't win the game, do not put him in. Do not put All him right. in to fail. You know what I mean? That's not what we want. If you don't think he's healthy enough to win the game, he should not play. Whatever percentage that is, I have no idea, right? But mm-hmm. basically, do not set him up to fail. If he can't do it, so be it. As a fan, that sucks, but so be it. That's it. That's like... If he can win the game, put his ass out there. Let's have him win the game. 
We got Shane is, Ward over here yeah. going in other news. Craig Council to the Cubs. Yeah, I saw that. That's crazy. <laughs> Fired up. Uh, if this was a Cubs podcast, we'd be yeah, talking yeah. about that right now. That's crazy. From Milwaukee and then gave awesome. him a deal right away, like 40 million. And you're a Cubs fan, right? I am a Cubs fan. Yeah, I knew that. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so that, that was a crazy. That came out of nowhere. That was like a woge bomb when we saw that today. So, um, And then here's our second question. Do you think Tyson's running is going to be sustainable from game to game now that it's on film for other teams to game plan for? I'll go on this one. I, yeah. I mean, it's just like with Fields. Of course. The, the, the well, Tyson's out. This is fourth game, right? So it doesn't mean you can shut off completely. Like if that's his strength, you can't shut off Fields completely from running. But obviously they're going to game plan to it, right? It's going to be harder for him to run now that they have film on him yeah. that he was able to run more. They're, so, but they're not going to spy him because it was all scrambles. So he's yeah, going to yeah, get yeah. his, but it's not going to be because of like how Justin got you know gets his, which is kind of QB designed, where he can get you five to ten yards pretty much every time he runs the ball, unless something, unless they block, miss block or something like that. But with Tyson Bajan, I feel like it's always going to be there because most teams won't really game plan for that ability. But they'll yeah. know, hey, if he gets out of the pocket, so maybe they'll try to, you know, keep him in, which is harder, you know, easier said than done. So for me, I think he's always going to get those 20 to 50 yards a game. And of course, he got 70 last week, but I think that's at the high. I don't, yeah, think, you're not, not, you're not getting, he's that not going to be breaking a single rushing record, record. like Fields. Fields you know, didn't even get so. 70 a game. Like that's not, that's, that's yeah. not sustainable. But man, he um, can move sometimes. Oh, absolutely. No question about that. And then our final question here for the night is besides the guy from USC, which is Caleb Williams, who are the other top QB draft options in the 2020 draft? I'm not a fan of Caleb Williams. Too many fumbles and bad attitude. So number one and two, basically 1A and 1B, depending on where you're at, is going to be Caleb Williams and then Drake May, the quarterback for North Carolina. And then three, it, I mean, I've seen people with J.J. McCarthy from Michigan. You have Drew Aller from... Where's Drew Al Aller from? I can't remember where he's from. And then also you have, uh, he's old, but Bo Nix, right? Balling out in Oregon as well. That's another one in the QB conversation. Um, trying to think off the top of my head. I'm sure you're pulling up a list, so, but. Yeah, I mean, you've, you're nailing a lot of them. Uh, JJ McCarthy, I'm not sold. I do not want him in a Bears uniform. I know our guy Jacob Fonte likes him, and I he always sneaks him in there on his tweets. And I'm like, yeah, Can we not? <laughs> come on, Jacob. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Well, what, with the Bear, draft position, with the draft position yeah. we have now, he so, wouldn't be in the question. It'd be Drake, it's either Drake or Caleb, where we're picking now. Yeah. Uh, Michael, um, Penix. Oh, Penix. Yeah, he's Penix IU. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that's IU. I mean, well, he's, now he's in Washington, but. I they when IU had his best football season ever in, in its history, which is my alum. Yeah. That's why I say that he's got he was the Husky, starting quarterback. Like, they're almost in college football playoff. Yeah, they're like five like or something. Worth, right? Yeah, like Michael Penix the, is crazy. His but his biggest out. thing, his biggest thing though, and he's been balling out for a minute, like the past three years. Injury. Uh -huh. That boy gets injured. Luckily, he hasn't this year. And knock on wood. But he at IU, he got injured all the time. He hasn't had the bug at Washington, which is great. That's why he left because he just kept getting injured at IU. But yeah, but I don't think he's expected to go. He's expected like late yeah. first. So again, he's not in our realm of who we'd be picking. Where we're picking now, there's really it's really Drake May and Caleb Williams. Drake May, North Carolina. I don't know. I just he has 14 touchdowns, five interceptions. I mean, he can sling it though, bro. He, he can. can. He, he's in the pocket. 
he he can throw. He's very accurate, and and his thing is is he's really good with anticipation. I'll make a I'll make a better assumption. We have both of them on the pod, so we can get a better feel. You know, I need <laughs> I need to really I need to talk to these guys. And yeah, see how fair I, enough. Well, we'll have to get no. Jacob on once we get later into the. Yeah, we'll get him on. We'll get a couple of these draft guys that obviously I I've been watching some college football this year, so I, I I've watched a bunch of these these quarterbacks, and I for some reason I'm just not sold, and maybe it's just because it's not the end of the season, and and you know they're still they still have to kind of finish out both their you know campaigns for for the I seasons, mean, but it's I like Caleb Williams. Um, he looked good like, last week. I mean he. Other than the, like the incident of the you know crying one now, but like we talk about no plays, problem with that. I have no line. problem with the crying. However, I have a problem with there was a tweet of his. That yeah, he surfaced. shaded someone, so you got to get it back. You know, yeah. So I mean? he was like laughing, but I'm like, but again, I don't for, you know showing emotion and and everything. No, like no I don't that. care it, about that. It, like, it is human. Uh, like it was different. Like I woke up and I was just I saw that all over Twitter and I was like, damn, people are really going after this guy for for doing that. So either way, yeah. Drake May, I, we're gonna have a lot of conversations probably down the road if justin does not solidify that he's the guy we're gonna every have this week, conversation for every about week he has days. a bad game yeah every week he has a bad game we'll just get closer and closer to this conversation yeah. and then obviously where we're where we're picking at right we have a top two pick we're getting one of the two if we don't have a top two pick we're getting neither unless we trade up simple as that yeah. hey we, we almost forgot to- wins where are we at on the season? Are, uh, we, are yeah. we just staying? Are we staying where we are? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing that's changed. You keep two losing. to three. You go, two to three yeah, wins. you can't go negative. I can't go negative. You know what I mean? You yeah, can't. We I can't, can't go, go one two. Lower. We can't. They're not taking a win away from us right now. Exactly. Not that so I right know now. I'm of, at so. two to. Right now I'm at. That's what I think I said. Two to four. So that we can yeah, win two I'm more games two and one three. of. And one of them might be next week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then Minnesota, except for they got they traded for Josh Jobs. Who's balling crazy? Which we could that could be a tough game for us now, like which is hilariously ironic. So, anyways, Bears lose. It was a fun one, kind of. You yeah, know, it was just, fun. It was honestly, fun. we could just kind of throw the pod on repeat right now until Justin Fields gets back. But Fact. Tyson Bajan, shout out to him. Crazy story, just not the best game. Still think there's a spot for him, especially on the Bears over the next few years. Yep. Shout out to Ficky making this, you know, fitness in. He is traveling. He is busy. Um, and we're gonna be back here in the next under 48 hours to yeah Wednesday to preview a primetime game Bears versus Panthers, and I think we're gonna actually have a uh, a Bear uh, Panthers guy on. Um, Perfect. So it'll be fun. Join us there again. Sub to the show. Sub to the channel helps uh, you know promote the pod. Tell a friend. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, Vicky, I think we're out of here, man. Absolutely. Peace.